Welcome to Film Hour, presented by Barry Road Productions, hosted by Spencer Leonard. This episode, we sit down with Detroit-based cinematographer Istvan Letang. Enjoy. Yeah, uh, Ishvan, hello, how are you? Hi, how are you, Spencer? I'm pretty good. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, I'm a cinematographer, DOP or DP, whatever you call it around here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Around around these woods. And we are in Detroit right now. And yes. are you a Detroit-based cinematographer? Yes, Detroit-based, yeah. Okay, have you always been in Detroit? Yeah, I, kind of, but I mean, I started in New York filming, but I moved, in, moved to Detroit in 2003. And then, so... I started filming around 2001. 2001, and then, okay. And then I moved it, moved to Detroit in 2003. Yeah. And then, and have you been doing this like for the you know your entire career? Have you been doing something before this? No, I did. I did also engineering for for. Uh, I did many things yeah, in my life. I did lifeguarding. I did bartending. And then you know I started shooting. We started shooting in 2001. I think one of my friends, Richard, got me into it. Okay. And then, um, we did like we did one terrible movie called Ten, Ten Million Women. It what? was our first project. Like we worked, like we didn't know nothing about film. Tambourine Women, you said? No, Ten Million Women. Oh, Ten, 10 million. million. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, okay, it was in New York. Yeah, uh, it, it, it turned out horrible, obviously, because we didn't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, out of all of the th- different things you've done, is this probably your favorite thing? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's it's the best job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then it's very competitive, but it's for me as as if you're a creative person it's probably the best uh, job you can have on set and then like what like was it just like your friend had asked you to go out and shoot and or have you always had like had you always had like an inkling that you wanted to do that you wanted to try it like why cinematography is that where you started with filmmaking or like no i was more like so in the beginning we were like basically just videographers in 2000 we were shooting all kind of stuff yeah corporate stuff weddings um um, you know, bar mitzvahs. And then later on, like in 2005, I started my business again to uh, Michigan and, and started to do more like high-end stuff, like commercials, internal uh, internal videos for companies. And uh, I didn't really experimented with films back then, yeah. But um, really, as a DOP, I'm working since 2014 as a as a, as like official as a cinematographer, only. like full time, like full time, yeah. yeah. Instead of doing everything, editing and like you know. any like video work, especially in Michigan, it was like back yeah. then it was just all general. It's like there were no real. I mean, the word DOP and cinematographer in Michigan was not like you know back then. Was, I think the film incentives bought in the industry. Well, yeah, when did those end? Uh, like, I'm not familiar. I know that they were here and then they left. Like, was it a rough time? Was it around, like, 2014 when you started? I mean, that would be unfortunate if they left right when you started, but... I don't even... I, don't, I think it's like... No, it was after. It was then, you know? And um, it was, I think it was in 2014 when they left. Mm-hmm. Just when I started doing yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And... But I, I've been so busy. I mean, I like that didn't affect me because I work a lot out of state and and also in Michigan I got pretty good job, so I can I can complain. So I know like lots of people complain that their their job 
like less. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it yeah. since the since the incentives. Left. You've always been able to find work, even if it's not like in Michigan. You yeah, I'm called state. out. I mean, like out last of state. year, seventy five percent of my work was out of state, and that's not even just out of state. Like you know, in other states, is it also out of country? I know you've told me a little bit. Like you shot in India before, and you've yeah, had, I, was, like, I was in India for two months. You know, and you know, Mexico. We shot in Mexico, and um, um, so, but mainly most of my jobs are across the country. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not going to be Coast, taking place here. Yeah, some West Coast, Atlanta, cross, you know, cross over Florida. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, Ohio has been. I mean, that's next door. Yeah, yeah but yes. Ohio been booming last month. And then year. You, you have like uh, your own equipment, right? Like you, you own all your own equipment. You can like rent it out per job or. Um, has, how long have you had like a full like uh, a set of equipment that you could just bring and rent out per project or bring to the project and like kind of make it like a like an asset to yourself as like a cinematographer? Well, I do like to work in my own gear and, and just simple as you know you know what you got you know you know how it assembles quickly and especially if you're doing ind- independence jobs where you have a limited crew and limited ACs you know you work only with one AC sometimes you know you don't have a second AC or things sometimes we have to do our own thing yeah mm-hmm. and when I know my package and I have my package in the truck I know what what I'm I'm not gonna get into issues well rental is great yeah mm-hmm. but I I rent a lot um but depends on the job yeah 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 depends if I have the gear or not for the job yeah so uh, mainly what we land rent is lenses yeah yeah, mainly what I lens, rent is lenses because you know every job needs a different look. So you like don't maybe own a set of glass because each project might be different in terms of like visuals and what that lens can bring in terms of like aesthetic or just like the overall image quality or are they just too expensive? Is there a reason uh, or they just literally just varies per project? So you rent them out per project. So because I like to, you know, I I'm I'm a cinematographer. Like to change lens, switch them. I don't. Other cinematographers always like to work with the same. What is great, yeah. But I do like to switch them up, and I mean, I have my favorites, yeah. Yeah. I know they're gonna deliver, and uh, you know, and and then all well, practicality, yeah. It depends on while we're shooting the handheld, we're shooting it on dollies, and like or if any of them have like a. Like what? What are you looking for? Like if if you were shooting an action compared to like a drama, like you know, I mean, there's a lot of like different things per, you know, both of those. But in a general sense, like what would you be looking for in like a a lens for an action film? Like I'm guessing, you know, light and small so that you can like move your body, your camera body around more. Um, you know, it depends on many things. Huh? It depends on uh, yeah. It's one thing we look at, and then just one is the how mobile you have to be. So if you have to be very mobile, you're doing lots of handheld shots, lots of movie, static cam shots, uh, you will try to have a light lens. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like something, if I go for the cooks, then I pick the cook S-Force over the 5 eyes. 5 eyes are heavy. do like the 5 eyes better, but because they're faster and just something about them, magical. Yeah? But a cook S-Force is beautiful. And then I'd rather that little bit of quality, I'd rather have the smaller lens just Practically, they move faster on set. Yeah, because then you can, you know, yeah. you're obviously a cinematographer, yeah. so you can shape the light to, you know, kind of make the image work instead of just relying on your glass almost. Or like, because like, if you needed a cheaper lens, it might not be like something like the Ultra Primes or the Cooks, but they might be smaller and they might be like better for that project. And then you can, you know, 
subsidize the quality with like just lighting well like <laughs> no no i mean lighting is you know um yeah it's also the lens up big there's another another way I, another thing i look into is that how much time i have for lighting mm-hmm. the lenses are too hard and i because you know it's great to have fast the fast and 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 sharp lenses but you for the sharp lenses you have to light softer mm-hmm. you know yeah um skin and everything is it just like uh you know pores and grease everything you have to like yeah exact pores and face especially and then then it depends on the subject what are you filming yeah if it's a you know a model shoot or yeah yeah. okay cool um and then i you know this is our first podcast and you're the first guest so you're gonna be our first test subject with me and we're both probably more used to being behind the camera than in front of it so i appreciate you being here i probably should have said that in the beginning uh and then i kind of wanted to have you talk about what kind of projects you've been on in michigan like i think it's really cool i mean one of them if you wanted to talk about it revenge of the mask which is like the most viewed thing to come out of michigan if i'm correct no it's great and you know um I love working with the director Lance Cavazia. He's, yeah. he's, I think he's, he's the best of the experienced directors. Yeah. Okay. Let's put it this way. Just because he's passionate and his focus, his passion is amazing, and he's focused so much in getting the product. Because we, what we're doing is really a product. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of uh, concentrating, putting himself, acting in his movies, and making a movie about him, he's really is 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 take advice very well from us yeah mm-hmm. um you know his director not supposed to know everything yeah he's, so he's more of like a collaborator speak, a good director picks a good crew around him gotcha okay okay and he doesn't make the project project about him but he makes the project about the project so like yeah. he realizing you know what he cannot do and realizing what his job is and then kind of like bringing in the crew to fill in all of like you know like bringing in you to bring the great visuals or a production designer yeah. and editor and any of those things so you know well, lots of like here's what you see between a se- uh, that's our seasoned yeah seasoned mm-hmm. oh seasoned and gotcha okay. se- he's the best seasoned director but because you know once you have so much project and everything behind that's why the difference you know, and I have very good experience. I worked with you, and I've had an amazing experience with you. And then you're a first-time director. Well, you know? I appreciate you saying and, that. And 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 you know what? In the same like, I worked with Joe Maloof, and both of Joe Maloof and you guys did an amazing job. First time doing it because you naturally kind of knew to listen and 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 make good choices. Where should I listen, and where should I be stronger about mm-hmm. what I need, what I get done? Yeah? And and you know, uh, going back to to Lance is that. He knows when to push mm-hmm. his idea and you know take a risk, and when to when to listen to a good advice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know that just does that give you like a bit of comfort on set? Like yeah, because you have to trust your director. Yeah. You I think I'll, you know I, I, look most of the time I, I I probably burned once myself like with a bad director, but most of the time all directors you know I had we, we, you know. I was lucky to work with good directors, like mm-hmm. good, you know, uh, on set, you know. So, whether that's I think like it's common sense. I think it's applying stuff. I think I think the director has to know that that yeah. The main thing you have to know: the director not supposed to know everything. He has to have a good vision, yeah. Because we're not going out just grabbing images to be lucky, and some images <laughs> good and some not. Yeah. We have to know we go out what we're getting. And if like, you don't know what you're getting, it's hard to. You're gonna spend much more time to create work to try to get something if you don't have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then the main thing of the director is the vision. Yeah. 
you know, I work easy. Okay, what are we what are we doing here? And then he's he gives me the vision, and I create the images for him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then he like kind of knows how it might fit together. Like, might know like you know I at least need this to cover a scene. And like he'll come in, and then maybe you guys once you get your shot list done, then you know you guys can experiment together and try to find things. Because I know when we, by the way, Ishvan shot uh, the fold, uh, which was a music video that we just did. Um, but when we did that, we had a shot list that we were doing. We had a bunch of things that we knew we had to get to like tell the story. But like so with someone with like Lance, does he know when he can like stray away from a shot list and then just try to like. Uh, maybe cover a scene in a different way and I'm talking specifically about his camera because like that's the thing he's like you know you and him are going to be working like super close together on like is just like what shots you need and like how you're going to tell that story and how it's going to like fit together almost um so with him does he know when you know when to like try something out and like be a little more organic and like just try to find shots after the shot list has been done or will he like move on to like the next scene or the next setup that you guys have to do uh, I don't know if that question makes sense, but oh, you mean like you know, it's especially in the world. You know, you have all you have to have a plan. You go out. You have to have a shot list. You have to you have to get your shit together, yeah, and then go out. With that all, you're still gonna have surprises. You, you didn't consume, and you you're gonna be like, okay, well, we gotta cut these shots, or was. Oh, that's a negative way is when when we when we something happens you know actor performances don't come through and, and lenses like to push until I don't get the good performance I'm not moving on yeah mm-hmm. and I love about him because we should be like that yeah yeah we don't want to compromise this industry is so competitive you cannot compromise on shit yeah? mm-hmm. and uh, excuse my Hungarian <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know but in a positive side, sometimes we go out and we see. Look at I'm tell Lance. Look at look at the look at the the sun there. It's coming through a window. How beautiful! Why don't we move the scene over there? Mm-hmm. It's gonna look more more pretty, more more dramatic, or or whatever whatever, the whatever it needs. Is, yeah. yeah, and then we just rearrange the shot list yeah, for whatever f- location fits. Yeah, for mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. So still trying to get what you need, but like if you know if you guys find like a spur of the moment, like like you said, beautiful light pouring through a window pane, then you guys can move the scene over there, and maybe it'll work even better because you, you found know, that. Oh you know, hell yeah! No, I sometimes you're surprised, yeah. How there are many. The the thing is that moving parts on set, clouds, sun can you never know. In the movies, you can say that let's postpone the shoot for a month because the weather is not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're shooting while well, we're shooting this, but it's gonna be cloudy. Shooting this is gonna be sun coming through the windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't prepare. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you, you don't, don't know. The Michigan, weather, yeah. in Michigan, you don't know. And and especially like, not everybody gets the pleasure of working on built sets in like a soundstage somewhere. Like you're gonna be like maybe on location at a real house that like you didn't expect. Like oh wait, there's clouds today and yeah. we have to shoot because we don't have yeah. the money to just postpone and send everybody home. And like you know maybe yeah. you shot half the scene and then all of a sudden it becomes cloudy. Just like things like that. Like just things you have to prep for, kind of thing. Yeah, it's easy to make a movie if you have three hundred million. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> the problem is when you don't really have. Yeah, that. when you don't have, then then that's. But that's what beautiful about an independent movie is that you challenge it, and you yeah. you would be surprised uh, how much you can get. And that where more respect goes to directors like Lance or Patrick from LA I work with. Is that is that. Uh, that they're pushing the boundaries. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they have limited budget, but they're pushing. We can accomplish this. Yeah, and, and there's a fine line be- between being delusional or pushing the boundaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think Lance and Patrick, both of them, are very good at 
that when I work with them, they're very good at like, okay, okay, this is the limit. This is the fine line. Okay, and now we have to dial back a bit because we don't have the budget or something. Yeah, so you're just talking about like sheer like. I'm putting quotes, but like yeah. spectacle, like trying to make, you know, more of what you have and try to capitalize on things like make it look more like more money almost than what you have in terms of production yeah. value. And does that like, do you find that, that that's what kind of has, you know, I mean, you work consistently. This is full time for you. You're getting flown out of state. The fact that you can just find work and not even be there, like you're getting called out to LA when, you know, you can go, uh, my friend Billy has a really cool expression. You can go spit and find an actor, but I'm sure it's the same thing for a cinematographer in LA. You yeah. can spit and you'll hit a cinematographer. So like you're still getting called out having travel paid for and like people really dig your work is what I'm saying. So like, I think that's really cool that you're getting like, pulled out of state and you're still working. Um, but also then my question would be Thank like, you. is it competitive? You're welcome. You're welcome. Is it, uh, do you find it? It's super competitive out there. Like, I mean, no, it's super competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I think it's just, it comes down to once you work with someone it's a trust. Yeah. And you can go sleep, you know, this guy is going to deliver the, the, the goods. goods. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can, liability is a big issue, yeah? because where you very quickly, and then very quickly you can, you know, sink lots of money in this industry by yeah. doing the wrong decision, yeah. And then so, like, I guess that's, I kind of forgot where I was going with that whole thing, yeah. but, like, uh, bringing, you said something to me, too, I'll, say, I'll give another anecdote. You said, uh, we were on set, and you said, you know, we were finishing up editing, actually, the fold, and you were like, all right, bro, I got to be honest with you, like, there's there's no room for half-ass shit like yeah no it's not wrong you have to industry. you have to bring yourself to every single project if that's like a car commercial or a music video or a narrative project like you have to be there always yeah. you have to show up and so do you find yourself like ha- has that been like a thing that's helped push you further in your career is just like bringing yourself to every project so that when you put work out and your names on it like you know people know i mean you you brought yeah. your all you you tried 100 percent. you brought your quality to that i mean do you find that you get comments on that, like of why people have chosen you again for productions or, um, or why they chose you for that said production. Like, do they, do they notice that you've, all of your work has like a consistent value to it? I mean, I think that's, I'm, I'm doing something right. Cause I'm getting cold. I mean, you know, it's hard to look at you and, and, and every project I look at myself, I was like, shit, I could have done this and I could have done that. I could have done it better. I mean, someone else has watched it, they're like, great, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> so I could have done better. I mean, if you had had like extra half an hour here or something. Or, or if I would have seen you know, it and then, and then in the ball, you're cringing up and you look at your own work, you're always cringing. It's like, because you're, you imagine, your imagination is a perfection what you're going for. Mm-hmm. But then there's reality on set. Yeah. You know, and if somebody can get his imagination to 75%, that's a great, yeah. (laughs) That's a great day. (laughs) That's a great day, you know, because it's just how it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're never going to, that's, I had a question on my bullet point of the creative gap. And that's the whole thing, which is just, you. if if you don't know what the creative gap is, it's the, um, uh, you have, you know, taste and you are trying to make your work reach that taste. So, I mean, like that's, do you believe in that? Like, I mean, I, you obviously just answered it yeah. just now, but like, 
Like, you know, you're never going to reach, even if you're someone like uh, Alfonso Coron, you're never going to really reach, you know, 100% like what you had in your head and what you felt and like what that vision was. Or uh, is that true with like cinematography too? Like you have like a look for a film and then you have this like perfect ideal situation of what it should look like with this set, with this location, with these actors. Do you find that? Every time you show up, it's it's just like you're never going to reach, you know, like you said, 75 percent. You get 75 percent there. But are you, you never like do you ever find that you've reached 100 percent of what you imagine, what you pictured? And are those moments like pretty fucking great? When you well, do? in general, a whole project, you always like, you know, always a bit disappointed that you should you could, because it's just you have to think like you never like as, as a perfectionist, you never like you want 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. But in 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 moments, the the good part in moments, sometimes I pull out better stuff than I imagined. Oh, okay, okay. You know, if, if that like in a scene, I was like, I was like, holy shit! I like this is better than I imagined. Yeah, mm, yeah. This is so much better. Yeah, and then you like, but that's why you have to be flexible and so to be able to change your vision and everything because sometimes this magic happens and that the happy incidents what you're looking for sometimes because they are like magical yeah 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 and then uh, and another thing is like that in the general full project you as I think everybody who is I don't know one artist who's super happy like I'm happy after all yeah I mean mm-hmm. I'm happy like the movie come out and everything and I look at it like a year later and I was like oh shit this is great mm-hmm. but right after the sh- when the finished yeah you're disappointed because you knew what was your perfect ideal situation, ideal situation. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure okay and especially in the movies look if you have 300 million dollars and then you have you can control every image where you want because you got the budget if it doesn't work this way let's do that way that's you know and then it's all experiment too i mean uh, you know experimenting and, and just block yourself into a uh, general film school rules and everything that's not you don't gotta invent it so yeah. you, you always like also you have to be risky and you have to know that when you're risking risk will not gonna work out sometimes yeah you're gonna fail sometimes you're gonna that's fail. Why and that, risk, you yeah. shouldn't be afraid of failing because that just how it is yeah you're gonna if fail you, and then pick yourself back up and keep going hell yeah hell yeah that's you, how it is and then you know i I've always wondered, like, with, like, people that have been working for a while, this is, like, their full-time thing, like, do you ever feel like, oh, I'm a cinematographer now, I've made it, I know exactly what to do per project, I know, like, you know, do you have, like, a rough sense of that, or do you ever feel like you've got it, like, this is it, like, this this job, I got it 100%, no worries, or are you always a little nervous every project that you got and every time you have to go back on set? No, I'm, I'm every project is different, and every project you look at is not like you, I think... I think every every genuine artist, you go into a new project, you're looking for something new to create, not the last project, yeah? And every project has its own mood and vibe, and so you have to design a complete... You know, one thing about cinematography is not like a cookie-cutter formula to mm-hmm. like producing car parts, yeah? Mm-hmm. Or it, any, any art for any that art, matter, You yeah. know, it's just everything needs a new perspective, you know, and... And there's so many tools, you know, these slides, those lights, these lenses, those lenses, you know, the depths of fields where you're going to go for what, you know, mm-hmm. and lots of uh, moving moving parts you have to consider before you shoot the movie. So, yeah, I'm nervous before every movie, but I can think about it. I'm nervous, you know, I have to be, okay, I'm, I take risk, but, you know, when you take a risk, you still have to be 
responsibly taking risk. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So you have to have a backup plan. If that your risk move doesn't work out, um, what are you going to do? Are you still going to be no? You have to have work? okay. Then then we do this. Yeah. And yeah. then that way we know. I never can let the client hang in because I took a stupid risk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Not, you always have to make a smart risk. Yeah, of course. So you have to have a backup plan. Yeah. And then what? Like, what is your process for like when you're figuring out the look of a film? I know it probably varies per project, like you said, and that's kind of like the whole thing about filmmaking is like you don't really have like a but like like a writer they'll have like a whole routine. Do you have any routine? Any like process of getting like you know you can take you know revenge of the mask for example if you want to talk about that or you could talk about the yeah. fold if you wanted to like do you do any previs like do you go in a previs software do you you know try to like throw some lights around is it mostly just looking at like reference images like you know you just tell us a little bit about that i guess so, no I, I like to pick a lot yeah mm-hmm. i like to pick a look we're going for you know as we did it to get on uh we picked a lot mm-hmm. and we used that and then and it worked yeah? mm-hmm. I like to light some every dip is different, you know. It's not my or he's I don't wanna say he's incorrect because that's how you used to work. I prefer to use a lot a look where I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I like to be more accurate in shooting. That's why it's important for me to discuss the director, what look we're going for, you know, what is the mood and everything. And then we based on that I pick I show the director this is a lot we should use because it's gonna give you what you want. And we get the image minimum seventy five percent there or up sometimes ninety, sometimes ninety five percent. And some of the scenes like come out, we don't have to touch the image. Yeah, just in camera. And color correction. It's all happens in camera. I mean I mean you can take that off and recall because we keep the log profile, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the lot is applied, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes many times happen that we start fucking around I'm sorry excuse me <laughs> but screwing around with a screwing around with the image yeah mm-hmm. sometimes happened that we had some projects where um we had some projects where I thought I'm gonna go experiment like, I'm gonna make this look better and I was like we went back now the original lot we picked the first that was that was the best choice yeah yeah you know and just that the color is color grading and it's so tricky because your eyes start get to used to that Mm-hmm. color yeah but you have to trust your first instinct which was that was the that look lot. that we were using yeah yeah. and then you're yeah. like eventually you get used to it and it doesn't have like that same like uh, reaction emotional reaction like you don't have that same like oh this is amazing you're kind of like is that yeah. even the right one Like because you get bored of it you know yeah. you watch it so many times you know? yeah yeah and then you have to trust your first instinct because you and a director, you guys picked it for both me and like when Lance we work and we like start to go off the track of the lot mm-hmm. And then sometimes works, but many times happen. We just let's go back to original man. That was the best. Yeah, yeah just trust the reason. Guy. Yeah, it's like that was that will fit the story. Picked it because it fit the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. One of like the first things, and once again, like I'm only like 21, so like I haven't really yeah. worked with any real crew before. And you know, it was a skeleton crew, and it was a really small project. But the, one of the first things I was blown around, blown away by was like how professional, like you and like, and if you wanted to like, you know, shout out your, your the people you usually work with, yeah. but like we worked with like Bobby and um, Justin, and Justin and Fritz, Fritz and yeah. it, like is like fun and like creative as that environment felt, and like I f- like felt that especially being young and new and like not really knowing what the fuck I was doing, I felt like I could. Like, you know, I had like a space where I could like just fuck around with and like, you know, make something like, which was great. Yeah. But like, also you guys are extremely professional. And like, I think that's one Thank of the you. things I wanted to comment about is like, 
is this a conscious thing? Like you, you, and you, are you going to bring on crew members that are going to make you look good professionally? Because yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. mean, you, and, and you want to be, you want to have an injury at the time and set. Yeah, I mean, like you, you know, still, you know, we don't look at it as work, but it's work. Yeah. So when you're on work, you're spending hours, ten, twelve hours on set. You want to enjoy that time. That part, every minute of your life is gone. Yeah. So yeah. you have to enjoy every minute of your life. And uh, if only way we can enjoy, if you have professional, we know what we're doing, go quickly, you know, able to quickly react to stuff, yeah. And, uh, you know, I my crew is, I love my crew. I mean, that's a family for me. Yeah, yeah of course. So Fritz, Bobby, Justin, uh, Trevor, I got many, many guys I'm working with, Corey, and, um, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, you pick your... I pick my crew based on, I think, personality a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing to be professional in this sub uh, is that knowing what you're doing, there's another thing having a good personality. Yeah. You have to have both. It's so competitive. You can't have, you can be an asshole and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't be super talented, but also a dick. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, yeah. you know, I mean, have you ever worked with like like people like that? You don't have to name names. You don't even have to talk about the situation. But like, do you run into assholes a lot? Part of my French, like, or is yeah, I did. And then know? like we were just in a in a West Coast of a filming, and I had a guy. I don't want to. I don't want to tell what department because I don't want them to. You know, but I had a guy who was whining and, and moaning, and I was like, dude, you're on a film set. Mm-hmm. I can ship you to Detroit, put you in an assembly line, and for works for 150 bucks a, a yeah. day. But right you now, know, we're see how you films. like it. You you are you have a best job in the world, and you're yeah. complaining. It's like, what are you complaining about? <laughs> what that we're making like make believe right now? Yeah. Like I'm you're making yeah. more money than a guy in an assembly line in Detroit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and then it's just and plus you are on film set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus you're in California on a sunny day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know. Plus, once again, you're just making believe and, like, and for the heck, having man. fun. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But I think, like, my crew here in Michigan is so great. Bobby and Fritz and Justin and all these guys. Uh, you know, Bobby, we started on a project together, and since then, we're best friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he does such an incredible guy. He, like, you know, you don't ask Bobby what you can do. You ask what you cannot do. He does yeah. everything, man. <laughs> yeah, he was He like, knows how to gaff, creep. He's mainly he's a stunt guy and actor. Hmm. Yeah, he's a very good actor and he's a very good. He's a brilliant stunt guy and pyrotech. Um, but like he can do anything on set. Yeah, he's just he a jack of all things. trades. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades. But he's not just like he knows how to do it. Really, he's not just like know how to do it somewhat. No, I read about it one time. Yeah, like he's so actually he, like he's not how to like kick ass on set. He's work hard, hard. He works how about ass. And he was even and, a, a a driver for some of our scenes in the music video. Like he was driving yeah. backwards if he had to. And yeah, that was really so he cool. Was, like I did stunt driving for. Us. And then you have Fritz, you know, and he's an amazing guy. Yeah. And uh yeah, only only guy I trust with my camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like make sure everything is um, everything is tip top, mm-hmm. you know, and and set, and uh, you know, and then there's such a great personality, such a great guy to have on set. Yeah, um, very personable, very good with my uh, very good with my clients. You know, mm-hmm. nice uh, and um, and I have like other like Justin's great gaffer, such a good energy you know always smiling always going and going and and and, and work hard yeah and um trevor and ryan grant and uh, 
Yen. I have a lot of crew I work with locally. Yeah, of course, of course. I don't know who I miss, but you know, I try to not miss because I don't want to get mad at me. So they listen. Yeah, yeah just make sure that you yeah. are in their in their hearts or yeah. other way around. Um, All right. So we have to wrap up soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you said you like to work with like young filmmakers, which I thought was really cool because you, you said you like to give them a chance. Like if you like the project and like, you know, even if you, they haven't done much before, like they don't have any like really anything to back up that they can pull this off. Like you said, yeah, that you still I like, like and, I, and I look at the project. Obviously, I, I, I filter stuff, but filter stuff from projects because I have many on like a weekly, daily basis. I'm getting projects yeah, mm-hmm. um, to work on, but they have to, you know, probably I get, you know, five percent percent get through it because i have to look at it yeah and if somebody has a good audience look at their personality i'm like this guy wants to do it yeah and um and i see a talent in a person then i go for it yeah because you know i mean they all like you know you know it's just the beginning is hard yeah and once you have a couple of good projects behind you good ones then it's much easier yeah yeah so I, I like to help like somebody who's who's big and try to get one project yeah, out. So then, then he can get his next one. He can or get his ne- next easier one. to get yeah. the next one once you know you have, you need to build up your resume. Yeah. yeah, of course. Do you have any like anything you'd want any advice you'd want to give to young filmmakers right now? Like anything that if they were listening, like that you'd want to just say like, hey, just try to like remember this and you'll be all right. Everything will work out. But that main thing I want to <laughs> say to the 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 young filmmakers is like you have to go out and do it. Don't wait, you know, obviously prepare your project. The script has to be correct and everything. Um, but there's a point where it's just enough preparation and you have to just go out and do it. Yeah, don't you know? don't wait. And don't be afraid to call up professionals, you know. And then you know, young directors is like, you, what I best advice I can give is just, you're not supposed to know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You're supposed to know how, get the correct people to do your job, mm-hmm. you know, and listen to the advice. It You have to have a strong vision and you have to know when to say, stick to your vision or take the advice from the, you know, because me and you had, and you know, me and you had, uh, have that you had a strong vision of something and I got it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I disagreed, but I got it done and you were correct. Yeah. yeah well, or like, you know, yeah. if hopefully I, yeah. we went away that like, if you or Fritz or literally anybody on the, 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 yeah. the crew said something that made more sense, then we would have went and done it. Hopefully, ideally. No, exactly. What, and that's just yeah. common sense and you have to use your common sense. Yeah. Yeah. And be ego is not, has no place in, in when we make an, a, so it has to be about the project, not about you. About you. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Ishvan is literally, arguably, one of the best cinematographers working in Michigan. Um, I thank you for coming on, man. It was awesome. It was good to see you again. And uh, and yeah, well, uh, thanks for listening to our first podcast, guys. So thank you for having me here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Barry Road Productions. If you have a project you want to get off the ground, check out our website at BarryRoadProductions.com or send us an email at info at BarryRoadProductions. See you next time.